I've been having really good days lately. I don't know. It's just life is just lifing in the way I want life to life. And that's because I take the reins and I steer this bitch how I want it to be steered. See, the problem is y'all just be letting life knock y'all all across the park and shit. You have to make life your bitch. You can't let life make you the bitch because it will. You're listening to episode 2.6 of the Blow Up Podcast. Hashtag rejected. Tap into this podcast every single Sunday at whatever time I feel like uploading and send the link in this episode to your group chat. Period. Na 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 na. I'm still alone smoking Zaza. Mm. Welcome back to another episode of the Blow Up Podcast with your host Courtney Shalise, aka I'm Court Two, your favorite twenty-something out here doing it and doing it motherfucking big while still figuring shit out. If you're new here, this is the podcast where we talk all things 20-somethings and blowing a little something somewhere we're at it. I don't got it all figured out, but I know a lot of fighting. Today, I am on a sober Sunday. I feel like yesterday I overindulged a bit with food and ganja. So today, I'm going to take it easy, take it slow. And we're going to be affirming, feeling our feelings thoroughly, intentionally, and with grace. I feel deeply. It's okay to honor my feelings. My feelings are waves that come and go. As long as I am present, my feelings will not overtake me. And with that being said, so it is. Amen. This week in life, movies, music, art and politics this week or the past two weeks how dare i come on here and act like i haven't ghosted out for two weeks oops um these past two weeks have been a moment for sure when i tell y'all i've been in my rich girl bag i've been in my rich girl bag i ain't gonna lie it's been giving wealthy girl it's been giving wealthy girl season i feel like the bag has gotten immensely bigger and i need to get a hold of myself because I've been doing a good job of not really spending how I could and, you know, being a little, being too frivolous with my money. But also, I feel like I'm teetering and tottering on the edge of, like, not doing what I set out to do with my money. So, I'm trying to be careful of that. But I do have a spa day coming on Monday. So, we'll get it together after Monday, for real, for real. I'm starting to keep all my receipts of everything I purchased. I didn't do good yesterday because I rejected, like, two receipts. But um, I'm going to start keeping all my receipts so I can do, like, 
what do you call it, do my expenses at the end of the month so I can see what I'm spending. But it shouldn't be a problem because on my credit card and on my bank account, well, I don't know about on my bank account, but I can still get my statements. You can um, get like a spending tracker or whatever. I know for sure on my credit card because I bank with Chase for my credit. And that's how I'm going to like start setting boundaries for myself, like for real, for real. I feel like when no new money comes, new problems, new challenges, and I I don't think I've ever had this much money before, like by myself, like gotten this much money on my own by myself before. So it's definitely a challenge, like an upgrade in like my sense of lifestyle. I know they say that whenever you get more money, you don't like go and upgrade your lifestyle immediately, but I did because first of all, I came from very humble beginnings, okay? My love first apartment back in Houston was not shit. So you better believe I came out here and put, hold on, first of all, disclaimer, living cheap out here, you gonna be cheap, okay? It's gonna feel cheap. And I don't wanna feel that way. I came out here to live, you know, comfortably. So it costs some money and that's the bulk of my expenses, honestly. It's like, um, Actually, that's not true. I think I spent a good amount on, um, like, my living expenses. I'm actually kind of surprised. You just kind of have to be smart and choosy and know how to finance um, and know where to look, especially. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of proud of, like, how I've been managing my expenses so far. I haven't been going crazy with, like, the crazy luxury experiences, but I have been provided with the luxury experiences. It's been given black truck girly. It's been given valet. It's been given, you know, all of the things. It's been given VIP. I don't know what else to tell the girls, okay? It's either, if you know, you know. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you, okay? I feel like Princess Diana. The company that I work with and it's the people that I've been surrounded by, just, and honestly, it's been by chance. There have been, like, people, like, prominent position who have been able to kind of bring me along and give me certain things and certain experiences. Like, I went and saw Mark Anthony in a motherfucking suite. And that was my first time in a suite in a box at Madison Square Garden, in which I felt like motherfucking Princess Diana. Yeah, I did. I had such a good time. Um, I don't know if this is weird or not, and I don't know if he's listening to my podcast. I hope not, because you be, I'm sorry, but you be watching my story. So I'll be nervous about talking about certain things on the podcast, because I know that, you know, certain people listen and I guess it's just like if you're tuning into my podcast you should know that like if we've had like certain interactions that I'm gonna talk about it like that's what this is for but um it was actually my Airbnb host who invited me to the suite and we had a good time I was praying and hoping that he didn't think that that meant that we were gonna like fuck at the end of the night, because he sure, he invited me to, like, sleep in his bed, and I was like, I'm good, I'm gonna sleep in my sleeping quarters, I'm okay, thank you, um, another one, thank you, (laughs) um, I was like, I'm good, he took it well, we're so cool, great times, um, but it was just, like, I don't know. 
what I said that to say, but I think I just said that to say, like, I've just been having lucky encounters with people who are inviting me places, giving me things, and it's just like, oh, okay, cool, like, I'm just in my yes season, like, if you invite me to something, like, I'm not gonna say no, especially here, like, I don't know, this, I don't know, I don't think that New York will be, like, my permanent living place, because I don't think that my body is reacting well to living here. I really don't. Like, I'm always sneezing. My stomach isn't digesting food the same. Like, I have diarrhea every other week. And I know that's probably too much information, but it's true. The food quality out here is just a little bit different. Especially with the meat. Like, I'm damn near teeter-tottering. I'm becoming vegan. Because every time I eat pork, I'm just like fighting for my life on the toilet so um it's just a lot of bodily changes like I just constantly feel like I'm about to get sick and it's just not a good feeling I don't know like and I also just really like a warm hemisphere if anything next time y'all see me moving somewhere in 2024 it's gonna be to Miami I think I'm just end up like living in Miami for a couple months like I'm living here for a couple months because I really don't know about this cold shit I know that New York summer's shit and I'm gonna be here for that and if it's hitting for what it's gonna hit for then okay great but if not I'm going to Miami I'm serious (laughs) and I'm serious I'm so fucking serious like I don't know about that, but it's been an amazing time thus far. Like, um, I took a pole class yesterday. That was really fun. Um, I didn't do a whole lot of, like, choreography. It was more so, like, learning the basics. So it wasn't a whole bunch of, like, suki baby movement and, like, da-da-da. Like, no, that'll come. But, like, I was learning my grips and the footwork and where my feet should be and sitting on my toes and da 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 and I'm getting the hang of it I'm getting more comfortable like I've been so like celibate for the past couple of months like no peeing or wiener so I'm just like in this sensual mood and like I have this this cootie cat on lock and key like you cannot touch me if you're not hitting all my requirements and especially if I if like I don't really like you like oh my god I have a crush y'all I have a crush I have a crush I have a crush I'm not gonna give you all the details but I have a crush okay so yeah I'm gonna feeling real sensual and so I was like okay I'm in a sensual mood like I can only um you know use a vibrator so many times I need to like relieve this energy somehow either through creativity, dance, singing, arts, like something. Like, I need to relieve, like, this sacral energy. So I was like, let me book a a pole class. Like, I can be a lot naked. I can shake some. I can get real sexy. Like, that'll be really good for me. So I did it. I feel really good. I do feel like I released some of that energy. And if you are struggling with, like, keeping your cootie cat to yourself if that's what you want to do i encourage you to take on a creative project project or um take on like a class like a dance class like a heels class or a pole class or it's like a regular dance class whatever um just something creative i feel like creativity and sexuality go hand in hand like 
an orgasm can manifest whatever you want. Like an orgasm holds a lot of potential energy that, you know, how you can push forward using your words or your actions. So I really wanted to like tap into that. And I definitely did. I want to try to take another one a day. That's closer to me. My um, Airbnb host said that there was like another one down the street. So I'm going to try and go look for it because I want to take another one a day and get like, you know, a little, a little more juiced up. Um, What else happened this week? Yeah, y'all, I have a new crush. He is so fine, y'all. Oh, my God. I just pray to God that, like, I can bag him. Oh, my God. Okay, so that's actually what I wanted to talk about today. Um, But I'll, I'll save that for when we actually get into the juice, the juice. Um, I've been going up to like men in public, like whenever I go out, I'm in a little club red lately. Um, and I, oh, how could I fucking forget fashion week? Yeah. So I was going up to men during fashion week and shooting my shot and, um, it was, it was an experience. I got rejected twice and I can say that I am alive. I am alive. Um, So for me to have a crush right now is just very endearing. I haven't had a real crush in like a year to like a real crush. And I'm so excited. I love having a crush. Like that's so cancer of me. Um, I'm really happy to have a New York crush. I've been saying a New York nigga gonna treat me right. You don't treat me right. Cause these up north niggas, they love them a down south girl. They love them a southern bell. And I'm here. So yeah, if y'all see me on a vacation for my birthday, don't be surprised. Cause I told y'all, I'm recruiting. Okay, I'm recruiting. But okay, fashion week. Fashion week was fun. My very first fashion week. I know y'all remember me on the internet begging for money so that I could uh walk in fashion week for the summer this past season and I wasn't able to go because I didn't gather the funds. But look at how things come full circle. I didn't walk this season, but I attended and I felt, oh, I, and I also uh, went to a casting for Denzel Dion. I tweeted about it, and it was a really good experience. I didn't get casted, but I think I did good. Um, I wasn't as prepared as I feel like I should have been. Like I, I feel like I should have been walk, practicing my walk a little bit more, practicing, like, posing a little bit more. Um, but ultimately, I did really good, so... We went into like this really nice hotel. I forgot what it was called, but it was in Manhattan. And it was like this social club similar to Soho House. And um, Denzel Dion himself was there. His sister, who like helps him with uh, Noid and who models for Noid occasionally. I think a lot. Um, there was a long line. I got there late as fuck because I went after work. I was like, it's fashion week. What else are you here for? You literally better go to at least one casting. And that's all I went to was one casting because I was really, really scared. Um, but I literally 
printing off my comp card. I made a comp card on Canva. I don't have any professional digitals, which I also need to do on my to-do list um, at work. And then I printed them out at CVS on my lunch break, forgot my digitals that I printed out at the CVS that was near my job on my lunch break, got all the way to the casting area, realized that I didn't have it, had to go to the CVS that was like 10 minutes away from the casting call location, then realized I didn't have any heels on me, so I had to go thrift some heels at Buffalo Exchange, and they weren't even like standard casting call heels, they were like the blue uh pointed heels that the pointed toe heels that y'all saw on my Instagram that I was wearing um at Flying Solo and um I didn't even have a chance to like break them in really practice in them but we got there sitting in line the the casting was going in at seven and I got there at six maybe six thirty and um the casting call was for non-binary models and male models. So I'm sure that that's what Denzel was looking for. But I was like, let me just show up and, you know, put my face out there so that if he does like a campaign or he needs more uh, more feminine looking models, like he knows I'm here. He sees my face. He knows what's up. And so that's what I did. I showed my face. And shout out to uh, Asia and Amber. They also attended the casting. Beautiful gals, beautiful gals. They also walked for uh, Bruce Glenn. So proud of them. They ate. They're in motherfucking Essence. And I believe Team Oak. Shout out to them. They did their motherfucking shit. They went before me and I asked them, like, did anybody say anything to y'all about being, like, female models in a casting that was, like, directed towards male and non-binary models? They were like, no, honestly, nobody said anything and the energy was good. And it surely was. Like, everybody was being so friendly. Like, this was the best casting call that I've been to so far. And I've only been to, like, a handful, maybe, like, five. Um... And everybody was so nice, so friendly, but, like, what else is new? Everybody in New York is so fucking friendly and social. Um, And everybody was just being very supportive, and the energy was light. It wasn't competitive. And there was, like, one other female model there that she was super, super nice, too. Her name was Isabel or Isabella. Isabel, Isabella, if you're listening, hey girl, she was super sweet, super kind, super pretty. Everybody was gorgeous. Um, but anywho, the casting itself, you walk in the room, there's like a sliding door that separates the line from the casting room. And you open the door, it's a wide, like, gathering room. Um, and at the back of the room is a table. It's like a panel table with the judges, and there was maybe like five or six of them. I was nervous, but like I was telling myself, okay, you're gonna turn these nerves into like excitement because you're excited. Like I've been watching Denzel Dion and Ricky Thompson since I was like 14, 13, and I still listen to their podcast to this day, and I love Denzel. That's my type of bitch. So I was nervous, but like also super excited. I was like, this is such an opportunity. Like what the fuck? Like, this is real life. This is real life. Ah. So I walk in and his sister had already like scoped me out in line, like asked to see my face. And uh, like, I don't know, I felt like good vibes from her. Like I could tell that like, 
I was being scouted a bit. And so I got in there. I handed one of the like judges my comp card. I didn't realize until I went to sleep that night that I did not have my contact info on that motherfucking comp card. I only have my Instagram. That's the only way that they could contact me. So dumb. So dumb. I'm so mad at myself for that. But okay, so the directions for the casting was cunty, long strides, fast strides. Fast as in you're late for the motherfucking subway. You're walking in like 10x speed. I was walking in new heels. I was like, fuck, I'm nervous and I don't want to trip and I don't want to like look like a baby giraffe. So you're walking fast, like 10x speed in a square. So you're walking up, turn to your left, turn to the back, turn to the right. And then you can do it again, up, left, back, right. And then you're going to take a straight line to the judges. And when I did that, Denzel was middle. I was like, fuck, I'm so nervous. So I gave him some eye. I don't know if I gave fierce or if I gave scared. I feel like I might have given scared. So um, I get, I, I tried my best to give fierce. <laughs> I tried my best to give fierce. I think I did for the most part, but I got scared. So I looked at the wall instead. And then I turned around, um, completed everything. And they said, thank you. I said, thank you. And then Denzel was like, your name is Shalise. And I use my middle name, Courtney Shalice. So I use Shalice Roberson for my comp card because um, I had an agent tell me that I should go by that because my name is like interesting and it's not super common. Courtney is kind of common, especially in New York. I'm finding I've met like six other Courtney's just in my company alone. So um, I guess it worked and got his attention because he was like, is your name Shalice? And I was like, yeah. And it caught me off guard because nobody ever pronounces my name right, first of all. They also they always say Chelsea. And I'm like, no, it's Shalice. And I used to also hate my middle name. I thought it was super ghetto uh, when I was growing up because I just grew up in like a, you know, a non-black area and nobody had a name like that. So I was like, mm, Shalice, bitch, is that the best you could do? At my daddy. But he did a really good job because I really, really enjoy and love and adore my middle name now. So... I was about to walk out and I was like, he just said my middle name, right? Oh my God. And so I was like, oh my God, you said it right. He was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Thank y'all. Bye. And so I left and update, I did not get casted, but I'm confident that we will cross paths again and that whenever the timing is right and the opportunity aligns that, um, you know, a campaign will be introduced with my face on it. Okay. In the meantime, it's my goal and my mission to get professional digitals done and at least two test shoots done, um, you know, throughout the duration of my internship that I have left. And I will say that um, I feel like me being here is nothing but opportunity for me to like capitalize on everything that I said when that I said I wanted to do back in Houston and I feel that everything is a culmination of my efforts and I haven't been putting a lot of effort into um modeling as much as I say I want to model I haven't been doing the things that I need to do in order to model so um I definitely want to pour more effort into that 
But as far as the rest of Fashion Week in general, I didn't go to too many shows. I think only I only went to like two. Um, I got a press pass for Negris Lebum. And then um, I went to Flying Solo just off the strength of me wanting to go and see Naya, um, another model from Houston. She goes to U of H. Um, she did amazing as well. Very beautiful. You can see her on Getty Images. Bitch, don't tell me that you model if you don't have no Getty Images. Um, it was beautiful. Um, I the I was very inspired by like the pieces and the collections. Like just I saw shit that I was like, damn, like I I'm inspired. Like I want to wear that. And I found a lot of designers that I was able to follow and. Hopefully, I'll be able to um, walk for them this next season. I went to the super cool party. Shout out to Miss Momo. I don't know her name. Actually, I don't know if her name is Momo. If that's just her Instagram name. But um, shout out to your, your invited. Is it your? No, you're confirmed. Shout out to your confirmed. Shout out to the motherfucking SWAT. South Wheat. South. Southwest A Leaf, Texas. Shout out to the motherfucking SWAT. Houston was definitely in the motherfucking building. This fashion week, I saw a lot of us, met a lot of us. Um, I was really excited to like meet so many people from my city and connect and have a good time. The Afro beats were definitely out, and I love to see people dancing, having a good time. Oh my god, y'all! I met Elias Interlude. I did. She was so cute. I wish, I wish, I wish. I got a picture. And I haven't posted it. I posted it on my story. But first of all, I looked ugly in like three out of four of them. But I wish that like I asked her for a video instead because I w- I wanted to ask her like some questions for the podcast because I want her to come on the podcast. So hopefully I bump into her again. Um, so that I can like have my redo. And then I also met Asia Monet Ray from Dance Moms at the Empire State Building because I went to an event for Dove and LinkedIn. Bitch, I've just been meeting people and it's wild. Like, who am I gonna meet next? My next I wanna meet Drake again. Hopefully you don't remember the first time that I met him because it was an accident. I didn't mean to bay. What do you mean? Hmm. Yeah, y'all. It was a good fashion week, though, y'all. Oh, my God. Oh, I have a social dinner on Monday, too. Um, I met so many cool people. We would be here all day if I gave y'all a rundown of every single person that I met, every single thing that I did. But it was a good motherfucking time. I really was in the mix, like, how I wanted to be. Um, I'm just a social butterfly is what I'm learning. And I can move and groove in any room that I fall into. And I'm learning that, like, to network doesn't mean like being fake. It just means like hopping around and getting to know people for what they do and also who they are. And if y'all click, then y'all click. Um, but there's nothing you don't have to force anything. Like you're not gonna be immediate friends with everybody that you meet. Um, but there are gonna be some people that you do immediately click with. And I've had that so far, and it's just been so amazing to meet so many people, like so many new beautiful souls who are just as open as I am to connecting on a personal level as well as a professional level. Um, I will say that I had a run-in with somebody from Houston and they were being weird. I was like, I know you. Um, my name is Courtney. You know, are you, are you, what, your name is Death, right? And he was like, yeah. And um, I was like, yeah, like I recognize your face. 
um you're from like what school did you go to like I'm trying to like place the like where I know him from and he told me where I was like yeah yeah it's so good to see you why are you here and the energy that he was giving me was very much like brush me off and I was like okay excuse me um let me go about my business because you are clearly like not in the mood or like in the space to be friendly and it was just that same snobby clicky energy that I'm used to from Houston and I just want to rant about this real quick before I move into the actual topic of conversation today um which will actually take us there in a you know smooth manner actually um the reason why Houston creative the creative scene the art scene I feel hasn't been able to elevate to the to like the heights that I feel like it could in the the pace that I feel like it should it's because y'all are too fucking mean (laughs) that's just what it comes down to y'all are mean and I feel like the more that these different little groups and creatives and cliques intermingled and work together to build something that we can all tap into on a collective level instead of like competing and everybody thinking that they're a little mini celebrity um the more that we can actually build some real shit and I just need everybody to get off their high horse I need everybody to get off their high horse and act like they've been somewhere before um, because I didn't like that experience that I had with that person. And I'm the type of person that, you know, I remember everything. And I know the trajectory that I'm on right now. So I'll remember that. And everybody else who's kind of brushed me off in this journey of like, you know, trying to like build a platform and um you know, trying to, like, what you call it, trying to motherfucking collaborate with people. Like, I've reached out to people to, to collaborate, and they've, like, ignored me or brushed me off or whatever the case may be because of whatever reason. And that's fine, but just know that whenever those tables turn, because they do always turn, you can't come and sit at the table because there won't be a seat for you. Um you cannot be a guest on the podcast. You cannot. I'm just here to say it now. No, you cannot promote. No, you cannot. I'm here to let you know that now. And that's just where I'm at with it. Um, But everybody else that I met was lovely. I just wanted to get that off my chest. And really quickly, I want to touch on my favorite songs right now. So I know that Spread Thin by Mariah the Scientist is technically like a down bad song but Kiki Palmer posted it with her man like a little slideshow um and she was like I know what the lyrics say but the beat and her vibe sound happy to me and I thought the same honestly it just sounds like she's coming out of a dark time and like life is good now that's what it sounds like to me it sounds like a very mystical happy morning and um, it's just my shit right now because there was just a time where I was super sad and you could tell I looked like what I had been through and now I look like money 
and I feel like money I'm well, I'm getting I'm getting back to myself and I'm really connecting with the parts of myself that I lost throughout the years of me going through so much trauma to be honest just so much trauma um from you know not being just connected with who I am authentically and like my desires and I feel like I'm getting back to that so spread thin by Mariah the scientist is my shit and uh, my first time listening to it like full like full through um was actually this past like week so I know I'm late to the party but it's really my shit right now and I love Mariah the scientist down I don't care what y'all say about that girl she can sing not everybody sounds like Beyonce and everybody sounds like Mariah Carey y'all sing it over okay um, Cuffy, the motherfucking remix. Yeah, you, pussy, pussy, baby. Like, yes, go fucking dumb. Go dumb. Go dumb. I love that lady so motherfucking much. That is like my sexy time song, and I love it so much. I wanted to hear it in the club, but the DJ denied me, and that's how I knew he wasn't DJ. But whatever. Next time I go out, I know I'm going to hear it, and I'm going to dance on somebody's son. It's going to be a good motherfucking time. Along with that, Samara Joy, her whole album, Linger a While. I don't know if I already talked about this, but I'm going to talk about it again. Because you need to go listen to it, too. It's A-M-A-R-A-J-O-Y. Linger a while. Miss Samara Joy, the jazz princess. Okay? She's only 22 years old from the motherfucking Bronx, the BX, bitch. And she is my queen. I love her down. I've been listening to this album nonstop ever since she won her Grammy for Best New Artist. And I've been on jazz for a couple months now. Um, Just really connecting with my um, African-American roots. And I love it. It just makes me feel just like wanderlust it makes me feel just so relaxed and smooth and sexy and alive like it's just the mystical experience listening to jazz I've been to like a jazz lounge since I've been here in New York and I'm just in love with the genre I really am and I hope to one day be able to host and like curate a nice jazz club myself um, I think that'd be really nice. I really appreciate the genre for what it does for R&B. Um, a lot of our great artists, rappers, um, and R&B artists, they're influenced by jazz just because of its soul and the melodies and the instrumentals. So I have a great appreciation for the sound of music. And I think that if you have an appreciation for music in general, then you should give her a try give her a go because that's my bitch and one more shout out to Bay vanilla who just dropped heartless romantic to her ep my girl stay working stay working she hasn't not dropped a project for like longer than three months um i can't wait to see her go to the top my favorite track on there is i would say unfair I'm over here, you over there. Do you even care? Had that same energy when I'm a millionaire. Ugh, like, come on. She just be talking that shit. Um, speaking to my spirit. If you are a real bitch, Bay Vanilla makes music for the real bitches who are also certified lover girls. 
So I know I told y'all I have a new crush, right? I won't speak too much on that. We're going to keep those details low for now. But I will give details as they develop. Um, and if you're in a close friend, then you know, you know, you know, you know. But I have recently been putting myself out there um, in more ways than one. Just to like try new things, try new people, new experiences. And, you know, once you put yourself out there, there's not always a guaranteed yes. I'm learning that I will not always hear yes. Unfortunately, no has entered my hemisphere of language. Particularly when it comes to dating and my ambitions. I was rejected at the Noid casting and I was rejected by two boys in the last couple of weeks. And they all stung. All of those no's stung. Um I think it's just like the ego in us that is just not comfortable with rejection and rejection is super normal. We always tell boys like you need to get comfortable with rejection so that you don't turn out to be a weirdo later in life. But I think that us as women also need to get comfortable with rejection, not just for the fact that like men will sometimes reject us. Yes. But like in life, you have to take risk and you have to take chances and you have to put yourself out there in order to um, like reach new heights and just like get what you want. I think in order to be like a real boss ass bitch, you need to be comfortable taking that, taking what you want. You don't need to wait on anything. You need to stand the fuck up, put your hand out, ask. And if you don't get the answer that you want when you ask, then you try to take that shit. And then you still sometimes might get a no, you might get rejected, you might get blocked, and that's okay. But I think that it's super important to at least just see what's going on. Like, at least just see. You know, don't just think about some shit and be like, well, eh, I don't know. No, 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 no. At least go see. At least go try, bitch. You didn't even try. Um, So instance one where I got rejected, I was in the club seeing Rick Ross, right? That's where I'm at International Bay. International Bay was chatting me up next to this boy's section and I think I told y'all about this, but there was some scammer, scammer-like adjacent looking niggas. And I feel like deep down inside, like, that's my type. Like, flashy niggas who have that shit on, who got chains on, like, yeah, like a Houston-looking nigga. That's my type, to the key to, to the core of it. So I saw a couple niggas who looked like that, like so um in a section and I was like mm, they look good so international bay is chatting me up but I'm looking off to the side to see which one I want to shoot my shot at because there was like a darker skin one there was a light skin one there was like a brown skin one they all had different fits on and I was like which one actually got the money because you know, know it'd be one nigga with the money with the money and then it'd be the other niggas with that nigga shit on so 
I was like, which one actually is the best? So I just made my pick on the cutest one, which ended up being the lightest skin one. For some reason, I think it's just because I had, I've had like a lifelong crush on Chris Brown. And I feel like that's molded like my archetype of man. Um, but I went for him. And I walked up his little section. I swept past the people there. And I was trying to see if he had like a girl next to him. So like I wouldn't set myself up for failure. But I tapped him on his shoulder and I waved to him to like get closer to like my face so that he could hear me. And I was like, hey, I saw you and I think you're really handsome. What's your name? And he was like, huh? And I was like, what's your name? I think you're handsome. I'm Courtney. He was like, da-da-da. And I was like, okay, what's your Instagram? He said, I don't have an Instagram. But the way he said it, y'all, the way he said it, it was like dry. And I was like, is he is he curving me right now? Because I was really nervous, actually. I don't shoot my shot a lot. Um, I literally only do it if I'm feeling like extra bold, extra courageous, but I made myself do this because I was like, I'm gonna leave here with something. And so, um, I walked around the club a few times, just did my rounds just to see if there was anybody else I wanted to shoot my shot at, but there wasn't, um, wasn't a whole lot of black people in the building that night. But, um, I wanted to make sure that I hit all my bases before I left. So back to the story. He was being dry. I was like looking at him and waiting for him to say, but you can have my number, but it didn't come. And like, I let that gap of air like sit for maybe like two, three seconds. And I said, huh? So like maybe cough it out of him. And he was like, huh? And so we were just hugging each other. And I was like, oh my God, I'm being curved. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm being curved. So. I'm like, oh, okay, well, very nice to meet you. Um, Have a good night. And I escorted myself out of the section. And immediately I am relieved, A, that I did it. Um, But B, a stinge twinge of embarrassment because I hated leaving without something. I did. And I feel like I was being gassed up the whole night by everybody like literally I just like I said last episode whenever I tell y'all whenever I step out I get a million compliments wherever I go a million stares a million compliments like I felt like the baddest bitch in the world and so to be humbled like that like so was truly 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 like humbling um I won't say I needed that because I didn't need that, but I will say it helped me just like get over that fear of like approaching someone because I don't, I'm typically not scared to initiate friendships or conversations or anything like that. Like I'm a social butterfly. That's just what I do. But I think that it just hits a little different when you pick up your balls to like initiate something with like a cute guy and then you get turned down like I'm a baddie and I ultimately would like to be able to say like I get any nigga that I even look at 
but ultimately it's just not the truth. I'm some people's cup of tea and I'm not some people's, you know, cup of tea. Their cup of tea looks different from, you know, what I'm presenting and that's okay. And it doesn't mean that I'm any less of a bad bitch. I'm just not what he's looking for and that's okay. Um, I got rejected again at Fashion Week instance too i was waiting for my uber i was waiting for my friend that i came with to come out from the function because i couldn't find her i turn around i see another light-skinned baddie i mean and i was like mm, i'm feeling a little tips i don't have a shot of the teaks and i'm ready to go i'm gonna leave it with something so I go up to him. I was like, hi, same line. You're handsome. Can I have your Instagram? Da, da, da. We're conversating. And he gives me his Instagram. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I had a flashback. I had a flashback. He's looking for his Uber. I'm like walking on the side of him, spinning game. And I said out loud, I said, oh, my God, is this, this is embarrassing. If no, I don't think I said that out. I think I'm just thinking. I think I just said out loud, this is embarrassing. Am I being thirsty right now? I don't know. I just thought you were cute and I wanted to shoot my shot. And he looked distracted and I was like, I think he's about to curve me. If he doesn't follow me back, I'm going to be embarrassed. And so um, I was like, well, nice to meet you. And da 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 da, walked off. Um, he was like entertaining me, but it wasn't the type of entertaining me that would have sufficed. Like whenever a man is like interested in you, he'll give you a certain type of energy. And he wasn't giving me that energy. Like it was giving like you gave, you picked up your balls, come over here. So I'm entertaining you, but you're not my cup of tea. And I was shocked. Like even off the teaks, I was shocked. I was like, oh my God, this is the second time that this has happened. Like, I've only been rejected three times in my life, and that was the third time. And I was like, I know that's motherfucking wrong. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just wake up in the morning. If he doesn't follow me back, then you just unfollow him. And like that's just that on that. And um, I woke up in the morning and he in fact watched my story and did not follow me back. And I was like, oh my God, this is embarrassing. I literally was like following this man step by step. Like it felt thirsty. Like thinking back on it, like I know I was all fatigues, but it was thirsty. It was no, I wasn't giving thirsty. I was truly just trying to shoot my shot. And if I, if it landed, then I wouldn't have felt thirsty. I would have just felt like a bad bitch who was getting what she wanted. But since the shot did not sink, then I felt thirsty. But after thinking on it and pondering on it, I was like, honestly, this is what we're supposed to do. Like as women, we're supposed to be like, you know, serving the room and vibing out. And if we want something, if you're that type of bitch, then go get it. Like, I am not going to be waiting on anything or anybody to go get what I desire. And if it doesn't turn out how I want it to be, then okay, so be it. But at least I know that I like set out to do my big one and it falls wherever it falls. But I think that I'm just the type of bitch who sees what she wants and wants to go after and like, yes, I do want to be chased. Like I want to be pursued. Ultimately, like that's how it would go down. But I think that I'm learning that I just 
don't have a problem with initiating or pursuing um, or like initially initiating and pursuing something that I see or that I like, whether it be a man or an opportunity. Third example with Noid and Denzel Dion, like I didn't get casted, but I still initiated that. I pursued it and know it didn't turn out how I wanted it to turn out, but I still fucking did it. He still knows what this face looks like and he still knows my name, period. So I won regardless. Out of all of those situations, I put myself out there to potentially win. And even though I didn't win, I still won because I seized the opportunity that was in front of me. And if I didn't, then I wouldn't know. And I don't like to not know. I don't like to look back and be like, well, this could have been this or well, this could have been that. No, I know what it is now because I already did it. And I know there is nothing left up to chance. I don't like leaving nothing up to chance either. That's another thing. I am a control freak. I don't like to leave nothing up to chance, bitch. If I have the opportunity to fix and control, bitch, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, I feel like everybody should put themselves in the position to be uncomfortable. You know what I mean? At least every once in a while, you can't be, like, in your comfort zone. That's something that's been, like, on my mind and, like, I feel like God and the universe, my ancestors have been giving me this message this whole week. I feel like that's what this week was about, leaving your comfort zone um, and really like daffodiling in the unknown because the best things happen when you're outside of your comfort zone. You have to dabble in the unknown in order to tap into new levels and new talents and new sites and whatever the case may be, like you have to, you have to, have to, have to, because you just never know what you don't know if you don't see it, if you never experienced it, you know what I mean? You have to step into that, into that cloud and ride that shit for what it is. And you never know what might come out of it. I saw this TikTok of this girl who was doing like a series of rejection therapy. She goes to like all of these places and talks to these people and asks them things that are like super insane. Like she'll go to the store and ask if she can have like an extra discount. And I know that people usually would be like so scared to ask like for something extra um, because of like the potential of being rejected or looked at weird or being looked at as broke. But she did it. Um, she went to the store and it was already discounted, this like sweater or something, or it was this designer dress. And um, it already had like a 20% discount. And she asked the lady, can I have like an extra discount? And the lady was like, it's already discounted. I don't think I can do anything else for you. And um, the lady was like, are you sure? And so she was like, the sales clerk said, well, let me see what I can do for you. And she gave her an extra 10% off. Um, and she ended up getting the designer dress for like shit, like super cheap. I don't remember how much exactly, but she got it for cheap. Um, and it just never would happen if she didn't ask. And it just gets me thinking about how many opportunities that we're missing out on because we're just not asking. Like just letting things just flow. Like, no, you better take life buy some motherfucking horns and you steer that bitch i'm gonna put that in the beginning of this motherfucking episode y'all know who leah alexander is she made this tiktok that said i'm on one in 2023 y'all be letting life pull and push y'all wherever y'all want it to go ah me see me i'm gonna take the wheel and i'm gonna steer that bitch because we gonna get to where the fuck i needed to go and i felt that shit we how are you gonna get to where you want to be in life if you're letting life take you every which way 
if you don't take that motherfucking wheel and start twisting and turning bitch and pressing the motherfucking gas intentionally and act like you know something around this bitch for real I feel like putting yourself in these uncomfortable uncomfortable positions as like passive as it can be to be like in your safe space and how comfortable it can be you're losing time energy and opportunity there is a lot of reward and success that sits in doing what makes you feel uncomfortable or doing what makes you feel you know a little scared a little fearful a little embarrassed I mean, embarrassment lasts for like a couple of seconds, maybe a day if you keep mulling over it. But at the end of the day, you literally grow from it. You grow balls, you grow character and audacity. One thing a man is going to have, audacity. And that's what we need to have as women. We need to have more balls, more courage and audacity to take what we want and ask for what we want. I know there's so many girls out here who are like, how are y'all getting money from men? Bitch, ask ask have some audacity and ask ask say something and if he says no then get rid of him don't be in baris go get you another one you feel me there's just so much time and opportunity and space in this world like there's just not enough fucks to give to stay stuck on one note that you might hear okay you heard one note like on to the next I was actually really upset that I didn't get casted for um the Noyant show like it really hurt my feelings and it was actually crazy because I only went to one casting which was the Noyant casting so I was like I'm not walking I'm not walking in New York Fashion Week and I'm so upset because I'm not good enough. I don't feel good enough. And I feel like it's just like a slap in the face. It's like slap in the face to what, girl? You went to one. You printed out your comp card at CDAs. <laughs> like, yes to the effort. Yes to like pushing yourself. But like there was no prep put into this. You just said that you wanted to do it until you did it. And I'm glad that you did it. But now that you got that that no we need to go back to the drawing board we need to figure out like maybe like what you could have done better to get that yes see some no's aren't meant to be final no's I believe that some no's are not right now but this is what you can do in the meantime to give you that yes that's what I think that some rejection is for rejection is protection and redirection sometimes rejection isn't protection from what you want it's protection from yourself from fumbling the bag once you actually do attain what you want because sometimes we're not always prepared to receive i think that a lot of the time we're mentally ready for the gratification that receiving will bring us but we're not mentally prepared for actually caring for nurturing and cultivating the gift that we have once we have it in our hands Keeping it and maintaining it is the actual work that you need to be, like, ready for. Um, I think that if I didn't put myself in that position to be told no, then I wouldn't be here 
planning the steps that I need to take in order to actually get that yes. I mean, I would just be saying, I, I want a model, but I mean, I don't know what to do. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do. And I have had the experience in order to prep for it. Um, some no's, some rejections are just opportunities to prepare for the yeses that are to come your way and also to build your character and your courage to go after bigger things some things just aren't meant for you sometimes bigger is on the way better is on the way the niggas that I got rejected by yes they were cute but like the crush that I have right now oh baby <laughs> let me bag this nigga and it's over with I'm out of the streets forever, forever. I'm not kidding, forever. Because he is everything that I feel like I've been manifesting. Like, low-key, he looks like a nigga that's on my Pinterest board because I've been manifesting a nice vacation and, like, a boo, um, like, a nice long-term relationship for, like, the past two years. And he looks like one of the niggas that was on the goddamn Pinterest board so it's actually kind of odd and weird but I mean like the redirection is redirecting me to him and that's why I just believe in my spirit and that might be a little delusional to believe but it's just what I feel in my spirit so with that being said I'm here to let y'all know to go after what you want today not tomorrow don't let nothing or nobody deter you from going after what you feel like you might want from what you might need or what you might desire because you might not even be sure about whatever it is that you want to go after but you don't need to be sure in in order to follow that feeling of excitement I think that you need to follow that feeling wherever you go let it direct you let it use you and watch what happens from it I'm telling you that's how you manifest that's how you manifest right there is literally just doing shit how do you think shit's gonna manifest if you're not doing anything babe if we're just sitting there on the couch waiting for something to happen that email to get you out of the hood is not gonna come unless you put yourself out there I'm so sorry to tell you boo And also, I feel like this is a good way to build your self-esteem and your confidence. If you can go through rejection and still maintain your stature of a, as a baddie, as a bad bitch, somebody of worth, because your worth isn't determined on the external, your worth is determined by the internal. If you still remain in that state of flow, no matter what room you enter, no matter what somebody tells you, or no matter what somebody does, and you still remain solid internally within, you're good. And rejection therapy, rejection practice is a really good way to get there. I noticed that a lot of people go into like restaurants, and this just is like a, a really tiny example, but they won't get what they want and they'll be scared to speak up and like send it back. So as much as you're scared of being rejected, you're scared to reject others. You're scared to reject, you know, like it's almost like you're scared to stand up for yourself. And standing up for yourself starts before the interaction even begins I feel like you should always have the mindset 
that you are protected, you are safe, you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are deserving of good things. So if good things are coming to you, then they're coming to you. If something bad is coming to you or something not worthy of your time and your energy is coming for you, then you have every right to push it away. Um, I, I've noticed that some people are just so weird about like sending things back and I'm like, why? Like you're paying for this. Why are you trying to eat some shit that you don't want? And I realized it's because I don't think that they're too comfortable with themselves in that way, being able to speak up for themselves, advocate for themselves. Sorry, I had to itch my ear. Um, and I feel like that kind of correlates some way. I just thought of it. I don't know. I'm so mulling over it, but I feel like in a way, if you can't fathom the idea of someone potentially being upset with you because you're upset with them, that you can't possibly stand the idea of, you know, not being chosen or picked for something that you actually do want. I don't think that you're using your energy to attract. I think that you're using your energy to repel. Um, And I think that this correlates to rejection therapy because ultimately you're practicing the idea that anything that you want, you can attract. And if it's not for you, then it will pass you. But if you're accepting things for what they are, when it's not what you desire, when it's not what's aligned for you, then you're not moving in that natural flow state. You're not allowing what's truly meant for you to actually manifest in line with you because you have something else in its place. Um, I think that in order to become comfortable rejecting things that aren't meant for us, we have to become comfortable with being the rejected. And once you learn that being rejected doesn't impact your worthiness, you'll be able to become more comfortable with the flow that comes after that interaction because after you've be you after you've been rejected you have two choices you can well in your pity and your sadness or you can accept it and move along i experienced after the noise casting like feeling really like sad and down and i was even a little jealous of like people who were casted um, not for that show, but like other models who were walking in the season. And I just, I was so down on myself because I felt like, you know, all of these people tell me that I'm a model and that I should be modeling and I get all these compliments. And, you know, I know I want to be a model. I know that deep down inside, like, that's what I want. So, like, why haven't I attracted it yet? Like, why isn't this happening for me yet? Like, I'm really confused and I'm really upset and I'm really hurt. My feelings are really hurt. And um, it, it was taking over my spirit for, like, a day or two. I ended up crying in the street because of it. Um, 
and then I sat down and I really just thought about it and I let myself be sad and I realized you know I wasn't necessarily ready quote-unquote and it's okay that I wasn't chosen for this show like I just wasn't a good fit I wasn't the right fit first of all I went to a male casting so the chances weren't that high to begin with the goal was to show face above all and that is what I did me being rejected didn't have anything to do with me not being good enough or not being fit to be a model it had nothing to do with any of that it just simply sat and began with the fact that I wasn't the fit for that particular show in that particular moment for this particular season and that is okay because what's flowing to me after this is going to be the flow of practice and really sinking into my practice of being a model and eventually more opportunity will flow my way but if I sit here in this moment of lack it's not gonna come I have to become okay with rejection. I have to become okay with the fact that not everything is meant for me. I have to become okay with the fact that not everybody will like me. I have to become okay with the fact that not everything will be a perfect fit. And I think that that is essentially what it means to have high self-worth. Knowing that you are not everybody's cup of tea and that not everybody is my cup of tea. I think I spoke about this a while ago. Um, touching back on the topic of boys and romance, but I can't even I can't even be mad at the fact that I've been rejected three times in life. Like when it could be a lot more, I reject several niggas a day. I'm I everybody nigga is not even my cup of tea, and I had to realize that a couple months ago. Like okay, like this nigga not treat me right, but like do I even like him? Do I like how he treats me? You know what I'm saying? Like. If I got my head out of my ass and was looking from the outside in for myself, like if it was, if I was my own big sister, you know, like, would I like the situation for myself? I wouldn't. And I think that we sometimes forget touching back on what we spoke on last episode, that we are the prize and ultimately everything that's coming for us is for our benefit and for the advancement of our soul purpose and our ambitions and if it hasn't aligned with us yet then it soon will um and everything is everything is to our benefit there is no um detriment as long as you're moving with the right intention you're always going to get the right outcome if you're moving solid you're going to get solid and that's just real bitch one-on-one real bitchetition you feel me? Um, I think that that's just moving on a high vibrate. What's the word? High high vibration, a high frequency, and low vibes. It's just sitting in that pity and that wallow and that sadness, feeling sorry for yourself, feeling shame. Um, because there's just nothing good that lives there. Everything good lives up high. Um, there's just no space for it. There's just not. I want everybody to think about something that they want to do, something that they want, something that they want to pursue and think about the first step 
to attaining it. And I want you to act on that this week. Pick up your balls, okay? Have some audacity. Take a look at your nearest white man and take some of his and do your shit. Come back to me. Come back to this episode in its comment box and let me know the outcome of you putting yourself out there, whatever it may be. If you have a crush as well, I encourage you to shoot your shot. If there's a job that you see that you really like and you think you're a good fit for it, but you feel underqualified, I highly encourage you to still apply because I'm currently working a job that I am that I felt underqualified for. I'm not underqualified. I'm not underqualified for it, but I felt underqualified. Um, but I was quickly assured that I'm doing amazing, sweetie. If you don't, then you're a pussy. So I'm leaving that challenge with y'all. I'm leaving that assignment, that homework with y'all. Every week, I want to start giving y'all like a task or like a challenge, like something to act on whenever you leave here. I feel like we're all here to learn and grow and blow as we grow and glow. <laughs> um, so I just want to leave y'all with some game. I'm learning every single week something new. Like I told y'all, I'm telling y'all, I was I kept hearing comfort zone, comfort zone, comfort zone, comfort zone. And I felt so encouraged this week to get out of my comfort zone just by hearing that over and over and over again. So I'm really encouraging y'all right now to leave your comfort zone and get uncomfortable. Get out there in the motherfucking field and see what's going on. You can't get off the porch. You know, you can't stay on the porch and elevate. You got to get in the motherfucking field for real. So I encourage you to do something that makes you a bit uncomfy that gives you the scaries i guarantee you whether it works out or not it will all work out in due time thank you all for tuning in to yet another episode of the blow up podcast that's all i have for y'all today i am your host courtney shalice at i'm court two on instagram you can follow the blow up podcast on instagram as well at the blow dot up I recorded this episode laying down. I don't know if you can hear rustling. I hope not. But this was really comfortable for me. I feel like I'm talking to my girls on the phone. So, yeah. I don't think I have anything to leave y'all with besides go do some shit that makes you feel a little uncomfortable. You can always tap into a playlist that I've made in my link tree. Um... I have a couple of those out there for y'all, for the vibes, the smoke sesh. Um, I do want to also say that if you have been overindulging in anything, whether it be food, luxuries, substances, have a sober Sunday. Um, Like I'm having, actually, I'm not going to call it. Yeah, have a sober Sunday, babe. I'm going to have a sober Sunday. I'm saying maybe I'll smoke some, or maybe I'll smoke later, but I don't think I will. I just want to have like a nice, calm, sober day. I might just go to another pole class today. We'll see. But yeah, don't overindulge, guys. Let's just keep it nice and balanced. Let's use our substances and let's use our luxuries for good and let's keep it all in up and up i love y'all so much be safe be healthy be gracious be present 
um and have a beautiful week okay okay bye you know what really had me pissed off yesterday like literally my blood was boiling and i almost started crying in public like I've been trying to figure out why I've seen so many people crying on the streets and, like, on the subway. I'm just like, you're too old to be out here crying in public. But I get it. I get it now. Because we're trying when you're trying to get somewhere by a certain time and there's delays on the motherfucking subway and shit is, you know, trains are canceled and shuttles are being administered and it's 2.45 and your appointment is at 3 and you're 29 minutes away from your destination but you're gonna cry too because where else are you gonna cry there's no car to cry in there's no no you're gonna cry in public because there's nowhere else to go and i get it i completely motherfucking get it i was so disgusted with the train system yesterday nyc go to hell